Hi everyone, this is Lena Taylor and you're listening to Next Level Tips. In my work as an executive coach, I have the privilege of talking to leaders at some of the biggest companies in the world. And here I want to share with you their stories, how they got started, what were some of the defining moments and the skills that helped them get to where they're now. Thanks for joining me and enjoy listening. I can't wait for you to hear this interview with Shauna Fisher. She is the Chief Financial Officer of Help Scout. And in my interview with her, she takes us back to the very beginning when she's thinking about going to college and when she graduated, how she got her first job with KPMG, one of the big four accounting firms at the time. It's an incredible story that I really want to share with you. So I hope you enjoy it. I remember my dad was very prescriptive with me and he just said, go to business school. And I didn't really have a better idea or counter argument. So I was just like, okay. And he said, and he kind of said, the reason to do that, Sean, is that if you get that knowledge, you can apply that amongst any passion in your life. Um, But, you know, basically, no matter what you do, there's a business element to it. And so learn about everything you can about business. And I think maybe that stemmed from, He ended up in business, but he didn't go to school for business. So it was just like some great advice from someone who had had lived some life. And so I went to business school and I selected accounting and and I could do it. I was good at it. Um, I I, I don't know that I had a passion for it, but it was it it, maybe my dad knew me well. Um, And I just kind of found myself in that lane. And, and I've been, and it's been a great career and I've been very successful at it. But when I look back, I think the piece of it that I miss the most is like the giving back, you know, like how can I impact others? Um, Because very often with what I do is I present historical financial information to business owners and there's not a lot of fulfillment in that. You know what I mean? Like I, you share, you share good. Sometimes you have to give really bad news. Like you didn't hit your numbers. Your revenue is not what you thought. You don't have, the, you know, the cash balance isn't what you think. Like all the things, like often you're delivering really good or bad news to very um, wealthy business owners. And and so it just didn't have that element of um, fulfillment for me in that way. I do it and I've been doing it for 25 years and, and I like it, but teaching to me is more impactful for, for others. Like I can share my knowledge. I can share my wisdom. I can show, show people a way to make a living um, and just have an impact. So that, cause like, I always laugh and I say to my mom, if knowing what I know today, if I could go back, like I look at being a nurse or, you know what I'm saying? Like areas in which you actually help people. Um, that's the piece of my job that I have found ways to do it. Um, but it's, 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 it's different. It's very different. Like I can give back to my team. I can give back to my colleagues, uh, the people that I work for, the people I mentor, but it's just, it's different, you know? So if there's a question for you here, if you knew then what you know now about the business world, about all of your experiences that you you've had, how would you redesign either that moment when you chose business school and what you chose in it, taking your father's advice or right. doing something different? What would you, what would you do having the knowledge from then the perspective that you do now? Right. I think that, 
I think he gave very good advice. I think having business knowledge can set you up to, to really have, really take your career in many different levels. I went so literal. <laughs> like I, I went from accounting school to being a CPA at a, an accounting firm. And then from there, I, I went in and became like the accountant for companies. You know what I mean? Like I took the literal path. And I think I did that because as a young woman early in my career, I didn't have the confidence to mm -hmm. do other things. I it, it like it got me on it got me in the water and the current just pushed me mm -hmm. and and I'm very privileged for that and that's the one thing that I am very humble for I've I live with a lot of privilege in my life I've lived in the United States my whole life you know I'm a white person in the United States like I've had opportunities that so many other people do not have and I'm in that current and that current has given me ways to be successful that I know others don't have and it's much harder um so I'm very mindful of that. And even with all of that, I still didn't have the confidence, you know, to do some of the things that I might've been able to do um, with my business background, but in a way that could have more meaning and more impact. So I think now that I have the confidence and the wisdom and it comes with age, uh, I think to, fulfill, to have a fully fulfilled life, that's something I, I will look to do um, at the later stage of my career. I got it. I got it. So you speak about this current that mm -hmm. has taken you places and you followed your father's advice. I think now is a great time to tell the story because at one point that current seemed to be passing you by. Right. That's right. Because well, even in the current, it's a, it's a, it's a very crowded current. It really is. And you had to do something. You had to do something to get yourself in that position. So can you tell me that story one more time? I just find yeah. it so fascinating. So here I was at business school and I was a senior and they did a very nice job of, of bringing different firms on campus for you to interview with. And you would submit your resume each week into the different firms that you wanted to have an opportunity to potentially interview with. And then you'd go back down and they would post the day before which interviews were granted. And at that time, the best of the best, the biggest accounting firms in the world were these big six. And that was just the, the best people got to go there. And so I submitted my resume for all six of those. And one by one, they all came on campus and the first five came and I didn't get, I didn't get offered an interview. And the last one finally came and I went that day and I looked and I didn't get offered an interview. Now I had gotten many interviews at many other different tiered firms, but I didn't get the big six, which were the kind of the elite group. And I remember thinking to myself, it, I just, that I wasn't gonna allow a piece of paper to, to represent fully who I was mm. because that's all they got to see was the piece of paper. Mm. So I just, I don't even know where I got the courage. I, no one even told me, I didn't even tell anyone I was going to do it because in the event that, it, it didn't work out. It was just something I was going to do. So the night before, I, when they, they have an introduction to the people that will be interviewed to kind of calm their nerves and they have appetizers and all the managers that are interviewing you come on campus and they just have a meet and greet ceremony the night before. And then you have your slotted interview time the next day. And so it was easy to get into the meet and greet because it's just people just attend, you know, like you had to be invited to be there, but there was no ticket that was required to get or anything like that. It just 
assembled in a certain room. So I walked in the room, like I belong there. Mm. And I quickly just started mingling with folks and you know, everyone who was invited found the person they were going to be interviewing with. I didn't know, I didn't have a person. So I was just talking to lots of folks. And I, I finally ended up in a conversation with this nice man. And I finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I was so stressed out. I'm like, I have to tell you something. And he's like, sure, what's up? And I said, I don't have an interview tomorrow. And he started smiling. He says, no. And I said, no, I said, but I wanted to come up here and at least meet you all because I'd really love an opportunity. And, and so we engaged in a conversation and we talked for, he goes, tell me a little bit about yourself. And so I just went on, I told him who I was and some interesting facts about myself. And he smiled and he said, I'd be more than happy to stay after an interview tomorrow. So he did his entire day, Lena. And then I was, I had to go at 4.30. I remember I showed up and he looked at me. He said, Sean, he's like, I've been talking all day. He's like, I'm tired. And he's like, you got my attention. He's like, go. And he didn't really ask me any questions or anything. I had like 30 minutes just to convince him that I was worth, you know, moving forward in the process. And so I just was very honest and humble and just talked to him about my experience and who I was as a person. And at the end of the 30 minutes, he smiles, says, Sean, you're the best person I talked to all day. Wow. He's like, I'm absolutely going to send you forward. So it, it was literally just not accepting the, the, you know, the world has structure and we all try to follow it very much. We're all in a current to some degree, but to your point, sometimes that current doesn't take you where you want to go. So you have a choice. You can try and sometimes you fail, you know what I mean? But at least, you know, you tried or you can try and sometimes you get lucky, but having that courage to try. Uh, and I have found it's taken, nothing is ever given to anybody. I mean, there's the exceptions I'm sure, but I have found, especially a woman in business, cause I've been doing this for quite a bit. And when I started, there was no women in business. There was, you know, we were the minority and oftentimes you were in a room and it was all men and you had to find your way to get a seat at that table. And I often found it was asking for help in an un, you know, unstructured way, having the courage to, to you know, put yourself in that situation um, because no one was going to give it to you. Mm. And I found that over and over again in my career. And it was interesting. The people, there's so many good people that are willing to help you. It's having the courage to ask. Having the courage to ask, yes, and standing up for yourself in that moment. I love how you said, I wasn't going to let a piece of paper define right. me, define who I am, define my future possibilities and the opportunities that you come that come my way. So you had to jump in the river. You That's right. At that, at that moment. And it sounds like there's something that you learned about yourself in that moment that kept showing up for you throughout different stages in your career. Um, and so it became a defining moment for you. It, it really was a defining moment. And I didn't even know it at the time. Right. I just, uh, and I look back at that, you know, 22 year old version of myself and you know, with, with pride that I had the courage to do that because Lena, I had the opportunity to talk to other firms and go a different direction, but I had, I had something I wanted for myself and I believed I belonged mm -hmm. and I wanted to pursue that at least as far as I could. And it worked. It worked. And I think, yeah, that's where exactly your story and my story are so similar because it was that moment at 16 when the coach cuts me and then I decided I can't, 
let a piece of paper, what she saw on paper, define me. Right. I want to have a chance to prove myself. Um, right. Very similar, different worlds, right? Different oh. worlds. But the path that it sent you on is where you ended up being now a CFO of a global company. And, and here I am, you know, have proven that I do belong. It was that sense of belonging. What I don't want the circumstances to define what I'm capable of doing. Correct. Yeah. And, it, and it's very similar, like by getting that opportunity to work for that level of a firm on my resume, it opened up other doors for me down the road. I'm, I'm certain, same for you as an Olympian, you know, pursuing that getting on the team so that you could pursue your dream, even though it, it manifested in a completely different way, it was still a passion that you had and you had the experience of being a great volleyball player and look at the opportunities it opened. It's like when you push in those one directions and you become those things, it be, defines the path and the current you, you stay on. Um, you don't know it at the time though. You don't know it at the time. It just looks like a little Y in the road, as right. I said. You can go this way. This way doesn't look that different, right? right? It looks like an almost parallel path. Yes, you could be at another farm. You're not at one of the top six. But making those choices all along the way, look at where you end up. It's so true. Yeah. It's, so true. it's, it's something we really reflect on either as humans. We just are always going forward. Right. Right. And so what are some of the things that you would be teaching young people, say, giving back, having the experience that you have now? What are some of the lessons that you think are important? You know, it's funny when I think about them, it goes right kind of back to because I have adult children now and I have young children and I know the world they all have to go be part of and be successful in. And it's hard and you have to work really hard to 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 to, to kind of compete in with all the other people because everyone's there's so much there's the world is full of really smart, talented people. So how did, how do you differentiate yourself? And, you know, I, I took a path of being, a, a, you know, at a C level at a big company, but I would probably, what I would try to teach my students is I would take it back to what my father was really trying to show me was that if you have a basic understanding of how business works and how to be successful in any business, whether you want to be a hairstylist, whether you want to own a nail salon. I mean, the basics of business principles apply through no matter what your actual passion is. If you want to be an auto mechanic and own a car store, you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways where the basic principles of business can lead you to having a very successful life. Um, you don't have to take it the way I did, which is literally through being an accountant all the way up and through. Um, I see young men that are my boys' friends and they have landscape businesses. They cut grass on the weekends, you know, like these basic principles of how to save money, how to, um, you know, how to apply for credit, how to maintain good credit, how to open bank accounts, how to, how to do the basic things that really set you on the path to understanding how to pay taxes and sales tax and all the different things you have to learn. Having the basic knowledge of how things work you're three steps ahead of anything, any great idea or passion you might have. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's, it's stuff that this knowledge is, is obtainable to all of us. You just have to be shown why it applies specifically to what you're trying to do in your life. Um, I see so many kids go through college and they don't know what they want to be and that you cannot know, but if you have a basic understanding of business, um, anything you choose, you have a leg up. 
Absolutely, I agree. That and communication skills, right? Even even being in business, being an accountant, you have to present those numbers in a way. Communication skills are one of the uh, the other, probably, if we were supposed to come up with the pillars, right? Of right. And, you know, and that was one of the ones, to be really honest with you, I had to learn fast later in my career mm-hmm. um, because when you're an individual contributor, you just do the work. You know, you, you, you have the space, you do the work, you kind of present the work. When you get to a leadership level, when you're running teams, it's all about how you communicate. Um, not only in the written form, but even in the verbal form, communication is almost more important. Um, you know, how you present data, how you present information is almost more important than the data you're presenting. Absolutely. I can see that. And so how do you, you mentioned something about confidence, which I think is a a really important area for all of us, because I found that especially for women, but even across the board, you know, I've talked to many successful athletes. We have those voices, those self-doubts. What are some of the things that you do when when that, those moments come and how do you overcome and show up for yourself? You know, um, there's a, a, a term we use a lot in a remote company uh, that many times people get imposter syndrome where they don't think they're good enough to be part of what they're doing. And it's a narrative. It's a story you tell in your own mind. And, um, and it's real and everyone has it. And so the first thing to do is really just acknowledge everyone feels this way. This is not just you. You're not the one that doesn't feel like you belong. You're not the one that's scared to death or that gets nervous to go into a boardroom or to present to an all company meeting. Everybody gets nervous. So I think acknowledging that that is just that adrenaline is actually part of of what you need to, to drive you to through those moments and getting comfortable with the uncomfortableness. That's just something I think I've learned to do over time is those nerves and that adrenaline and all that. I've learned to tap into it and, and know that that is actually working for me, not against me and getting comfortable and being in that uncomfortable state. And I think once you do that enough, you learn how to channel it in a way to um, that settles those nerves because it's a if you just realize yeah it's it's game time like and I want to get all those weird feelings you know what I mean but just channeling those um, it took you know repetition helps with that and and I think just the learning that everybody feels that way even the greatest the greatest athletes the greatest professionals they all feel that so once you know you're not alone in that then it then you then you start settling into it in a different way. Um, and then just the other thing I've learned too, is just be yourself, just be like, just be really, it's okay to just say, you know, like, you don't, it's, it's authentic is very like people respond authentic. That that's what I've learned over the years too. You don't have to, you just got to show up and do your best and be authentic and it's okay to feel nervous, just lean into it. And that, that is what got me through that I can do this as much as I do. Yeah, it sounds like you've played in the Olympics. You know, that's exactly what an elite athlete goes through. No matter what level you've obtained, you learn those butterflies in your stomach and you take them and it's like a psychological switch, right? We talk about the fight or flight response versus the challenge response where you raise up to that challenge and the switch happens and it sounds like you do that by talking yourself through it, acknowledging you're not the only one that has ever gone through that. 
And right. then taking that energy, because it creates energy, taking that energy and turning it into something positive. Correct. Um, so I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I completely use the same technique. So <laughs> even though you're in accounting and I'm <laughs> Boards, we use the exact same techniques to talk ourselves through it. And there's something really interesting you touched on about this notion of being authentic and being yourself. And I think for, for young people, I can, you know, remember at times asking myself, well, who am I? You know, what, who, who is this person? How do I show up in this? And, and I think for some people, it comes natural to be able to present it. I think we've also learned ways to adapt. A lot of times it looks like you have to adapt to the situation. But one of the ways that I feel are really impactful is to be able to take that time and realize that each one of us is different for a good reason, I right? Know. For a really good reason to see the situation with different eyes and would you say that that's really at the core of authenticity is how would you define that authenticity and being yourself i think you touch on something really important because i think early in my career i felt like i had to adapt so if i was in the room with all men i you know what i mean i i presented myself in a, in a spirit of which they did I, I would adapt to belong i didn't want to feel different or look different because the physicalness was there. It was obvious I was different, but if I spoke the way they did, if I, you know, whatever they were going to do, I did, I would be included. Mm -hmm. And I tried to adapt so often. I think it wasn't until I got older and had some experience and more confidence and had some great role models of just people being truly authentic that I learned my, my authentic self is what was really a special thing I was bringing. And I could be that and lean into that. Um, that took time. That didn't come early for me. That, yeah. that came later in my career. Um, once I had more confidence, mm -hmm. um, it was hard early on. I just, you know, it was, it was, I, I wanted, I wanted to feel small. I didn't want to take up a lot of space. Um, because I felt like the, I felt like the other in the room and the last thing you wanted to do being the other in the room was take up too much space. Right. Absolutely. I can 100% relate to that as well. So now you have people working for you, young people that you cultivate and you train. And how do you encourage some of those qualities in, in your team environment? I see a lot of the same behaviors I had at their age where they, they're afraid to reach out to people they don't know. They're afraid to make connections. They're afraid to ask for help. Um, they like to stay comfortable. It's, and, I, and so I consistently encourage them um, to find opportunities to get a little bit outside of their comfort zone, to find mentors or people that they're inspired by and reach out and say, hey, I, you inspire me. Would you be willing to you know, mentor me or help me? Or I have this question or I'm trying to do this thing. Because the one thing I've learned is there are so many good people and kind people that will help each other and are happy to, especially when you're young in your career and you're trying to find your way through. So that's what I knowing I had to learn myself and kind of along the way, um, I'll never forget when I got promoted to vice president and my next kind of horizon was to become a CFO. And there was very few women CFO around me. And so in the city that I was living at the time, Boston, they run a thing every year, the um, Boston CFO of the year. And there was a woman who had, had won it. 
And I got her name. I found what company she was at. I reached out to her and I just congratulated her on the honor. And I said, I'd love to learn how you did this. Mm-hmm. And she immediately reached back out to me and she said, you know, Shauna, when I won, I thought to myself, it took so many people that I that helped me along the way to pull me along. I promised myself I would do the same for someone else. So she decided to be my mentor and her and I met once a month. And she, she helped me so much in just getting that confidence from where I was to where I wanted to go. And I, to this day, I, I hold her um, so close to my heart for giving me that time. So it, it's like, it's having, the, again, reaching out to someone and saying, you know, I love what you did. And she turned right around and she helped me. And then I accomplished it myself. When I got promoted to CFO, that she was the first person I reached out to. <laughs> That's such a beautiful story. I love that story because here you were again, going out on a limb, right? right? Becomes a theme in your life that once once you did that, once you took that first step, as scary as it was, and you didn't even know, but it answered her promise to herself. Correct. Right? So and it was by being yourself, by taking a chance on yourself, you helped accomplish part of her dream. Right. And this is an amazing yeah. payoff, you know. And this is the beautiful thing about humans. And this is what I try to encourage to my team. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I've had, I, I didn't get here by chance. People helped me find your people, reach out, broaden your network, get to know people. You're, you're great at it. This, you have a, the gift of it. Yeah. I, I could tell as soon as I met you, but it's, it's, it is the beautiful thing. Let's like you meet like when I met you, there's just certain people that you're playing a different game. You're just doing a different thing. And it's so beautiful. And you're so good at it. And, and, and I encourage, but it's not natural for many people to do that. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of practice. Um, But by doing it, beautiful things can happen. Well, absolutely. I cannot wait for you to develop some of that teaching because I can see how much benefit, especially young women, but anybody, any of the professionals that want to take a step-by-step approach, you've worked your way up from, you know, the, the bottom and all the way up to the top of that profession. And I think there's so much opportunity for people to learn. So I can't wait to see you teach. <laughs> I love that. I you know it's funny when you asked what our dreams were, I had to really take a minute and think I hadn't thought about it in so long. So it was nice to have that minute to think about that. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Next Level Tips. And please remember to like and subscribe so you can get more episodes. If you need more information, please visit lenataylor.com and join me when I talk to leaders in science, business, and elite sports. Thank you and have a great day.